0: Yeah. Hello.
1: Good morning, Asha.
0: Good morning. I'm uh, I'm throwing you on the uh, the headphones.
1: Ah, oh, there you go. So I, I think record with slightly better audio.
0: Uh
1: yeah, it actually sounds pretty good. We, well, <laughs> how are we do, how are we doing now? We, we're doing really
0: good. All right. Let me uh get into my audio blocking chamber. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sheet. I got a sheet set up. It's like
1: a like a home fort. I love it. Yeah, you you're just camping out kid style.
0: Oh, I love it. Yeah, you got to keep it fun. <laughs> Quarantine
1: day thirty. It, I, oh, you've been keeping track of the days. That's interesting.
0: Uh, no, I, I I just pulled thirty out of thin air. It may be thirty five. It might be twenty eight. But it sure feels like a long time.
1: Well, it must be odd for you because you came straight out of a Red Mexico trip. So, I I kind of that I think that'd be interesting to hear how that felt arriving back in the the country with the escalated state.
0: Yeah, it was bizarre. Um so uh, as you said, I was uh, I was coaching down in Mexico when the whole uh COVID-19 situation took off and it was kind of developing daily. So every day we would look at the news and I didn't think like oh sh- you know, should we pull the plug? Should we <laughs> should we fly back right now? And this is um I want to say this is like early March, so um yeah, we kind of decided to wait out the trip and, and flying back into LAX it was a ghost town. So uh happy neither of us got sick, but uh it, it was nice getting some waves before the whole situation
1: unfolded. Absolutely. I mean, it it goes without saying, but yeah, I just want to acknowledge the severity of the situation, and you know, thoughts going out to those who are, you know, suffering and have lost lost um, both family and loved ones and um, finances, and yeah, I mean, the list goes on. So it just goes without saying, but want to acknowledge that fact. But you know, um, and of course, here we are talking about surfing, which can seem so trivial and trite. And yet it is fascinating and it's interesting. So, you know, I kind of want to stay in that lane, not um, to avoid the severity of everything else, but, you know, sometimes it's good to to undermine and explore where the uh, emotions and the depths could be in our surfing and having it been, not taken away, but foregoing that privilege right now. Um, Not everyone around the world is having to do that, but it's been an interesting exercise of how much I miss surfing and you know um where I wanted to start was i've noticed for myself you know there's waves going up and down and some days are easier than others and everyone's in their own situation got their own conditions and their own um feelings and it's, it's real to them so you know encourage anyone to you know whatever the way you're feeling is is it's real to you so just because somebody else's condition might be better or worse um you know it's it's not that yours isn't true so the question is, mm. how are you today? You know, taking stock of how you feel and how you're doing um, right now.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's been weird. Uh, other than injuries, I've I've never really taken this much time out of the water. Um, and yeah, it's been you know, there's definitely some days that are hard, and there's days that are easier and. I'm sure that the feeling's kind of analogous to everyone right now because everyone has that thing that they're missing, whether it's, you know, you know, playing tennis with their friends or, you know, just hanging out on the beach. Like everyone's kind of having to to give something up, but yeah, surfing's complex. There's a lot of facets to it. There's, you know, physically how, you know, it, it obviously keeps you in shape mentally. Surfing's, you know, it's a mental challenge. The playing field's always changing and, and socially, you know, for a lot of us, it's, it's kind of where we go to, you know, see our friends and make new friends and you just kind of have that community communication. So yeah, it, it's definitely a, you know, a big hole uh, in my life and one that uh, even though, you know, it's always been kind of a cornerstone of my existence once it, it definitely feels uh, like I'm missing something.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, surfing brings balance to one's life and you know if it's such a big part of your life you take it away things are going to be out of balance have you been I I don't want to use the word filling the void let's go back to the balance um, terminology but have have you been finding other ways um, within those confines to to balance both body mind and uh, even just energy yeah uh, I mean that's
0: a really good question and one I'm trying to figure out every day, but uh, luckily I've I've I had a couple of nagging injuries uh, that I've been able to dedicate a little bit more time to. Um, I've kind of been carrying a, a knee injury for you know a couple of years now, so I've been able to just dedicate a lot of time to physio without you know going surfing and, and setting it a couple of stages back. So that's been nice, and uh, luckily I'm I'm still working uh, and. Coronavirus has presented a lot of you know, unique, unique challenges uh, in that space. So trying to figure that out has, uh, has definitely consumed a lot of my mental energy.
1: When you say you're doing physio, um, that's obviously using or drawing from the guidance you've had from health professionals before and then just you know um, self-setting out a program, I'm imagining. What, what was the injury and what are the things you're doing?
0: Uh, I actually think it, it may be, if not the most common surfing injury, then, uh, one of the most common su- in surfing injuries, it was my back knee. Uh, I had a, a, a lip land on it on a surf trip and, uh, I, you know, it wasn't horrible, but I, I tore the meniscus and, and sprained the MCL. So it was something that, you know, you don't really quite get surgery for, but you actually have to dedicate quite a lot of time to physio. And, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it's than just the exercises that was given to me by the doctor. It's a lot of leg lifts, a lot of mobility stuff. Um, and yeah, a kind of overall surf cross training is has filled up my time as well, trying to make sure that I'm going to be flexible enough to get in the water when that time comes.
1: So are you doubling down on things you were doing before, or have you taken the time to be, okay, this is how I'm going to approach it? Because I think that's interesting for people. I'm trying to imagine this conversation years down the road where someone might listen to it and you know there's there's insight and wisdom to be gained from you from how to train and stay excited and on point for whether it's an upcoming trip or a daily routine to be able to surf better in light of bringing in the mm-hmm. depth out of one's surfing so are these things you've um, always doing and just doing it a little more or are these, are these uh, things you're recreating now or creating now
0: yeah, so I'd say it's been more doubling down on uh, exercises I kind of already knew. Um, you know, it'd be nice if, uh, you know, obviously everything's closed right now. If I had access to, you know, a good trainer or a good physio, it'd be, it'd be nice to, you know, kind of get the specific tailored exercises. But, uh, you know, considering that everything's closed, it's been a lot of the, the stuff I've, I've been trying to incorporate in my routine for uh, a couple of years now and, and just kind of actually committing to it and actually getting uh, kind of the whole package out of it.
1: I mean, let's go deeper into it. Explain. And, and I think this is actually a great time to uncover these things because, yeah, maybe we don't have access to those things right now, but how often are we in a position where it's, you have to self-motivate to do these things because it's extracurricular, right? So let's just imagine someone down the path here listening, going, Oh, well, I don't need to do extra stuff. I could do this on my own at my house. So, what are the things that you're you're doing? Um, and and we'll going to as much detail as you you care to share. But I, I think it's interesting. Uh, it's funny. I was just I was on the phone yesterday with Dane recording a interview that will come out before this one. So we're kind of on the heels of what he said, which was so interesting and fascinating. And I shared that I've actually been battling back knee injury too. Um, and I've been riding my bike into work, and some days it's, uh, I, I kind of was pushing it too much. It was kind of funny the whole thing would flare up. So it's been, uh, actually holding me back trying to stay on point to surf. And then I wouldn't say injuring myself more, but just like knowing, wow, that's, that's, uh, it could go either way here.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, I can't wait to listen to Dane's interview and, and see what, uh, he says on the subject. But for me, um, I mean, I, I always pretty much like to start my day with a surf, you know, for just the exercise benefit and just sort of clear my mind and obviously not being able to do that. That's sort of when I've tried to slot in, uh, exercises. So for me, it's, it's, it's a lot of leg lifts, um, and kind of overall like ankle and knee mobility exercises for someone else it might be, uh, a, you know, a shoulder injury or, you know yoga to, to stretch, but I, I really do like, uh, trying to fit it in the time slot that, you know, surfing would have been before. Cause you know, if, if, if you have a hole of time, something's going to fill it, right? We, we, we don't have unlimited hours in the day. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've tried my best to, to keep that schedule. Um, and it, if nothing else, it'll be easy to kind of jump back into normal schedule once, you know, life allows.
1: Yeah, you give you bring up a good point. You know, like I think having surfing as a routine—that's not in everyone's surf program. But I mean, definitely living around here, there's a there's a morning crew, there's a there's a gentlemen's hour crew, there's afternoon crew, and then there's the the evening glass off sessions too. But yeah, you'll see people in consistent patterns. So it's interesting that you've maintained that pattern pattern and then just swapped surfing for the training. It it's it's um. It is a funny thing and and you ride so many different boards and surf well on on all of them equally, but you know when you look at surfing and the surfing population as a whole, there are there are common things that need to be worked on and things where where things go wrong, you know, like you mentioned the shoulders and the knees. Um, could I ask you from the experience that you had coaching down in Nassara with surf simply and seeing? a clientele that I would say would be the kinds of people probably listening to this. Um, wh- what are the things through the ages that you see people either staying ahead of to avoid or having to work on extra hard just to stay at a level? You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. when you're young, it's almost a wash because mm-hmm. you, you bounce back, you get hurt. And it's, and uh, I'm not saying when you're old, you've got to give it all up. But what are the things or the trends that you noticed that might be interesting to sort of, Think about now and and I'm imagining people that haven't now surfed in a few weeks, they're gonna go out there and maybe over froth and and, and and cook the goose there too hard and get <laughs> get hurt. So maybe a precursor.
0: Yeah, so um that's a great question. Uh, and there's definitely the, the most obvious would be um shoulders. So your paddling fitness. And that's actually a really tricky one because there aren't that many exercises that are a good cross training for paddling. Like even if you're swimming in a, in a pool, um, the angle of your back is, is different in that you're, you're using a different set of shoulder muscles. So that's not a particularly easy thing to cross train for, especially when we're limited from, you know, pool time. So, uh, you know, if you are fortunate enough to have an area to swim, you know, I I would highly recommend that because, um, yeah, that's going to be really helpful. But, uh, I, I would say that when you do get the opportunity to get back in the water, take it a little easy uh, at the beginning, you know, don't have yourself go for five hour surfs. If you're not certain that you're physically capable for it, uh, because you, you might injure your shoulder or you might overextend your back or a, a, a big injuries, intercostal muscles. So the, uh, muscles in between your ribs, um, that those typically get hurt from paddling. So, and really make sure that you're stretching that before getting out there. Um, but yeah, uh, when we finally do get the, the the opportunity to get back in the ocean, um, being careful for overextending is is going to be a big thing. Um, something that I do think you could work on a little more in this downtime is um, hamstrings and, and hips are, are sort of something that everyone they they get tighter as you get older and you know, when you're flexing into the board or, or when you're performing a variety of maneuvers, you know, we, we really require that mobility. So that's an easy one for you to work on at home. You know? And and I won't try to describe the exercises in, in perfect, just the audio, but there's so many resources out there on the internet, that just uh, a, a quick Google of, of hip mobility and, uh, yeah, hamstring exercises are going to make it that when you do get back in the water, uh, you'll be a little bit more physically primed hopefully to to take advantage of that opportunity
1: yeah I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense and it also yeah just that simple point that I hadn't thought about was I've been thinking a lot about getting back in the water and and how I'm going to approach surfing and I think that's kind of what's you know the, the impetus and driving force behind these conversations is that anticipation but yeah you bring up a good point is like not overdoing it but I I mean, I would say I generally don't stretch before I surf. <laughs> I just I don't know, just I just never really I've done it on and off, but it's never really been something that's part of the program. But maybe this is uh-huh. a good time to bring that in and, and, and be very mindful of not overdoing it. And it comes to the, the concept of, of the sensations of surfing and it's funny how well, let me put it to you. It's been I don't know how many days if you know how many since your last surf. But a whole handful when you sit now and imagine the sensations that you're looking forward to going back to, and obviously all of them are great, but let's just say that first session, what are you searching for? What are you going to ride? Yes you know that because um, why I bring it up is because I've been. I won't give away what Dane said now cuz that was almost hilarious and and unbelievably <laughs> you couldn't have scripted that. But the things that we go back to in our minds and imagine and I wouldn't say preconceived but maybe relive or that anticipatory stoke <clears throat> is quite it's it's quite nuanced, you know? It's 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 actually quite yeah. detailed. So to you w- and once again, all of them are great, but what are the things that you're looking for? What are the things that you just can't wait? And it's and I'm almost going to bet it's going to be the simplest things, and I'd love to hear you explain them.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, when I first get out there, and, I mean, if I was going to give anybody advice, I, I I think that it's really important to, to give yourself permission to go have fun and make mistakes, right? It, it's inevitable that after a long break out of the water, uh, no matter how much you've been working on or how much you've been thinking about it, um, you know, there's going to be, you know, tools that aren't quite as sharp as before. So, um, I mean, ride a a board that's slightly bigger. I I know I will. I'm going to probably, you know, ride an egg or something that has a little bit more fun and foam. And yeah, just, just give myself the permission to go out there and, and and have fun and make mistakes. Um, uh, Another thing that I'm going to be really careful about uh, is looking for, uh, rosy retrospection. So when you, you know, when you're watching a surf movie and you're just frothing out to go surf or, you know, thinking about that last really good surf you had before you know, this all unfolded, it's, it's really easy for, you know, our monkey mind to just pick out the best examples of our surfing, right? You're, you're not remembering, uh, that wave that you just kind of pumped down the line a bit and then maybe did a you know, close out reentry, you're thinking about, you know, the very best maneuver that you did in that session or, uh, you know, the, the very best ways that y- you took off on. We, we have this tendency to kind of think about the, the poles of our surfing, either like the really bads or the really good. So, um, I know that I'm going to be really careful about that. kind of not putting too much emphasis on the things that go really well or, you know, too much weight in the things that don't, don't go as well as I would have hoped for. So, um, kind of just taking a, a more mean average approach to it. And I mean, more than anything, just going out there and enjoying the things that drift the ocean in the first place, you know, getting out there in the sun and, you know, being out in the ocean and, and, you know, just simple stuff like complimenting somebody on a wave as you're paddling over just that, that those little things that are so nuanced and surfing and, you know, that, that make the experience. So, so special, I'm, I'm definitely going to try to uh, appreciate
1: it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. And, you know, there, there's so many words, there's a vocabulary that we've now adopted in society, um, unprecedented. I mean, if I hear that word one more time, it's hilarious. But one of them is the new normal. But, if we prepared oh,
0: bra- no. <laughs> heard a lot of the new normal and a lot of unprecedented,
1: yeah, it's and you know it goes without saying you know we we we're clawing for words to describe things, but I'm looking at this time, and you've you've even covered it already, and so did Dane, but he's he's been out of water out of the water and out of the ocean and definitely surfing from injury before, so you know there's a way to come back with um both that injury and a soft start. You know, there's a, there's a slow roll and a reintroducing. But we've never been in a time where we fairly fit and able. So that as soon as the green light goes, we get to go out there again. So there's a difference in this, this time and this um, forced separation, should we call it. But because of that, I look at these times, and you can imagine all the times that you haven't been able to surf from injury. They become benchmarks. It was my surfing before that Mm. injury. And then hopefully you heal and get strong. But it's your surfing after that injury. And because this is now a global benchmark, but then more personally, a benchmark within your own surfing, I do feel it very important to go back with the right intentions. The expectations I feel like we've covered somewhat, but it's those intentions of what do I really want out of my surfing? What do I really want to work on? And almost a, a way to reset. And I know that you describe and explain how to do that so well. So with, with comment on that, this is a benchmark. Resetting surfing, like let's start with you personally, but then maybe as a, a, a coaching authority, the, the kinds of things that people could or, or, or should throw away, things to bring in and to adopt um, yeah. looking forward.
0: I mean, that, that is so interesting, right? Because it happens all the time that people are forced to take, you know, sabbaticals from what they love, you know, we can speak on surfing specifically, but I mean, think about like the comeback stories, like a Mick Fanning, you know, who, who, you know, tore his hamstring off the bone, was out of the water forever, and then just came back, you know, mentally and physically stronger. Or, you know, just another example that I think of is like an Aki or somebody who's out of the water for, a long time came back and won a world title and that wasn't an injury at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is different, right? Cause we all, you know, want to be partaking and we all, you know, most of us are physically able to, but it's a, it's a, it's a sabbatical and it's a pause nonetheless. So, I mean, coming back, I, I hope personally I bring in more appreciation and as I said, kind of, enjoying all those facets uh, of, of surfing. And, um, yeah, I, I hope that this break I come back physically stronger and I've, I've hopefully had time to take care of and you know, all the nagging injuries that aren't a huge deal, but do sort of limit the experience. So it's sort of like a, a forced, uh, cleanse of, of, of that area. And, uh, yeah, I, I just hope I come back, uh, in, in enjoying all of it.
1: Yeah. I think um clearly been thinking about surfing so much and then when you can't surf you're imagining what it was to you and then what it will be. And that's what a you know a a break and and the longer we don't surf, the more clear these things are gonna become. But they highlight the things that surfing isn't. <laughs> it's clearly not the only yeah. most important thing. So yeah, it goes without saying. But what it also does is is it sort of pushes me to see, what am I trying to get out of my surfing? And if there's one thing that I hope these conversations and any of the work that we share together could do is to you, know, highlight the depth that your surfing can bring within and to your life. But I think really asking so, oneself "What do you want out of your surfing is it sounds like, uh, well, it sounds like a silly question, but it also sounds maybe too um, ethereal. But it, if you answer that honestly, I think you're going to be a better surfer just from really assessing things. How does that sit with you?
0: So, just turning that back. I mean, what do you what do you hope to get out of your surfing when uh, when we're allowed to to get back in the water?
1: Well, okay, yeah, I will answer it. Um, per- personally, I've been working on my surfing both with you, like on a formal coaching basis, but also with Dane and 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 the reason i was doing that is to you know better my technical ability so that when you're making changes in a shape or design you're both feeling the difference so you you kind of self-test piloting because it's a great uh, reference point as well as with with other people customers and team writers mm. so on and so forth but for me it's like if I'm going to put this much time into something I naturally want to get better so that may be a, a sportsman's approach right but the other thing is it's I don't know of anything else definitely within my life or that I can look to around that I could replace this with that. Well, clearly because I've been surfing for so long. So it's such a huge part of one. But it's such a great mirror. Um, It's a self-reflective guide, right? How am I doing? Am I pushing Mm. myself? Am I growing? Am Am I training the right way? Am I doing the right thing? So for me, it's a great sort of meter I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know what I'm battling to do. I know what I can do. And usually one of those things is off if I don't get things right. And it's not always about succeeding. Sometimes it's about editing it back. So for me, what I want to get out of my surfing is the, the sun and the sea and the water. And Yes, those are all of value. And I, I love and cherish those. But if if you're then going to spend that much time pursuing something, I kind of... It's more of a, um, like a meditative or reflective exercise because I can go surfing and keep things utterly simple and take off with no noise and keep clean rails and link three to the beach and kick out without a splash if I choose to do so. And if I set those little goals up for myself, I feel like I get more in tune with the wave, get more in tune with the board, get more in tune with who I really am and who I really aren't. I'm more kind with other people. So it's almost like you make yourself a hard challenge. You fail at it or you succeed at it. But because you've set your expectations mm. and these sort of perspectives of where am I? How small am I? Okay. And it, it kind of it makes you fit into the big picture much more neatly. And maybe that's really personal and that's just the way I see it. But I really like to do that with surfing, you know? It's such a great no, um, I, canvas. I,
0: I... I think that's beautiful, and you know, as we've talked about before, I'm, I'm I'm sure that there are other things that fit into other people's lives in this manner. But you know, for me, I don't have that. For me, you know, the thing that I think about every day and every morning is is, is surfing. And and if we are going to do it every day, you know, there's tremendous value in in going deeper, right? It, it, any activity that I do every day, I want to continue improving at i want to i want to get better at making my morning coffee every morning uh but you know when you when you put it to something like surfing where you actually do dedicate that much time and energy you know working on those mechanics and 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 improving your technique and those little things that can you know have have a high leverage in in making the difference like there's a lot of value in that you know It's, it's something that we're doing every day and and deriving so much enjoyment from that improving there's there really is a a lot to it so i I think you nailed that
1: you listening to you answer that and and thinking about how to maybe describe this more accurately i think one of the things i've really enjoyed and it's come from making conscious decisions to make changes in my surfing has been admitting it's almost like a resistance training admitting to sign up to do something difficult until you get it right because you know the benefits are going to far outweigh being lazy or being um untrained right yeah and and Mm -hmm. that's a huge um i mean that's just like in 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 any other activity you 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 swim the lengths and the lengths and the lengths even though the race that you'll swim at the gala will be much shorter right you know there's endurance parts You, you do the hard work and if you approach surfing that way, it's not necessarily to win an event, it's to imagine how you can see things in a better light or go into a slightly deeper um, consciousness of what we're doing so that you can surf longer yep. with more accuracy. And And I keep coming back to the better a surfer you are, the more fun you can have in a bigger variety of conditions which is... Yes, absolutely. I just, uh, I personally feel like it's the most important thing as a surfer because we all would love to surf boat trip, warm water, perfect waves. And that's part of uh, surfing life. But I, if I could be in control of having fun just to be in the sea and ride whatever, wherever, that's, that's a, I wouldn't call it a more advanced calling. It's just it's a way more manageable um, thing I can play with, right? And so coming yeah, back and in it, the water. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, coming back, it's like just, all the lineups are going to be incredibly crowded. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually kind of fine with it. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm off the beaten path here. I'm, I'm going down the beach, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if nothing else, we're going to have a little appreciation for that peak down the beach <laughs> now that all the waves are closed. Any wave is above baseline. Like all of a sudden, you know, you you don't necessarily need to go hunt down the best wave in town that day. Uh, getting in the water might just be enough.
1: It's that's really interesting, yeah. I mean, you drive past waves now that are on the gray scale of whether they're open or not, and they're absolutely crowded with people giving it a go, and and it's and it's it's kind of fun to see that fighting spirit within a surfer. Like, no, I'm like I I need to get out there. Or I'm going to get out there. So no judgment to that, but it is interesting. It's like wow you would never have ridden that wave or would never have parked here and walked that far to go surfing. So it, it is kind of fun to see people's routine.
0: There's uh, there's one particular wave that I'm thinking of that's uh close to your house that I drove by last night. And I don't think I've ever seen more than two people in the water here on the best day. And there was, there must've been 50 people spread out on the beach. And it just kind of shows that, like you said, the fighting spirit, you know, it's a, uh, People are always just finding a way to to
1: get in the water. I mean, yes, I do miss surfing, and I'm excited to go back. But I was saying to Dane yesterday, um, you know, the longer that we're out of the water, the more you're going to learn from this. So mm-hmm. that's an interesting thing. Um, hang on, yeah. That's an interesting thing to... Um, to know that the longer that we're away from the situation, the more you will learn, but also maybe the more you'll forget. And, but basically the bigger change it's going to bring up. So what's interesting is I don't want to just go back and keep making the same mistakes, but I also want to go back with, um, an anticipation to, I don't want to say lower expectation, but I think you said, you know, the bar's been like the low water mean for what's even a wave, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it comes back to like, I I don't actually belittle or I don't take any wave for granted. I I just think naturally. So I'm not having to fix that. I mean, maybe that's a little grandiose, but I do think just trying to find the line to be written in whatever wave it is so that when you're on good waves, it's, it's unbelievably easy and an incredible opportunity. But training in those tiny waves you know what we've been working on as a coach three things that people can really start to embrace and think about so that they can start to serve tiny waves and i'm talking like call it east coast wind slop to waist to knee high at best what comes to mind
0: um so the first thing and this is actually pretty actionable um is people always brush over foot placement, right? Like where their feet are on the surfboard. And and depending on, you know, what situation you are, whether you're trimming or or actually trying to, you know, get the rail out of the water for a turn, like it is, it's important within an inch. Like the, the margin of error is actually pretty slim there. So I think when, when you do get back in the water or when, you know, especially someone who's not at that, you know, hyper elite, like pro level like take a second when you when you get up on your first wave look at your feet and you know are they equilateral on the stringer line like is your back foot on the tail or is it you know six inches from the tail like just take that one second and you know n- make sure that you know, do yourself the favor of of having control over the surfboard so and you know, i i i do think that that uh, is really important um the next thing is where are you on the wave you know uh, are you and what's your objective of being there right even on a small wave the, the most speed is found in the, the steeper sections and the high line. so you know rather than just you know pump down the line mindlessly really think about you know where am i on this wave am i trying to get speed from the line I'm on or you know the sections that I'm approaching and 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 define that approach um cuz without that roadmap and, and and knowing what you're doing and just running through the motions, I I, I don't really think you'll ever have the chance of, of maximizing um, speed, especially in small waves. Um, yeah, and then uh, I'd say the last thing, uh, getting the most out of small conditions is I I would say that you know the smaller and junkier the waves are, uh, you know we're heading into summer. It's likely that that's what a, a lot of us are going to get into is you know, do allow that margin where don't get frustrated with yourself uh at the beginning, right? Um we we have good surfs, we have bad surfs, you know, don't praise your good ones too much, don't get down too much on the bad surf. The um that feeling of, you know, like ah, oh, you know, I'm not performing. Like it, it is like if you distill it down, it is quite self indulgent to say, like, oh I usually surf better than this. And to get upset about that, you know, it, 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 it's not very productive at all. So, do just allow that margin of, um, you know, grant yourself the permission to to make mistakes. But as you make those mistakes, just think about what they are, and 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 start building on, looking for thematic mistakes and not the one-offs. You know, when we when first get in the water, we're bound to to make these. You know, little one-off errors that, you know, it might be a timing problem, it might be a mobility issue on how we got onto the surfboard or, or you know, there, there's, you know, a hundred little issues we could make and, and, and don't really put too much weight on, on any one of them or let yourself get too down. Just you know, set yourself a sample size of maybe a week or, or, or maybe 10 days and start thinking about the mistakes that you make consistently and then diagnose from there.
1: You made me think, listening to that answer, which was great. Thank you. Um, I've been constantly thinking about my first surf or my first session back in the water. And you've shed light on, you know, not overcooking it and stretching. And that's really helpful information. But I I think I've been looking at it incorrectly. Maybe we should be discussing the first five surfs back in the water. Two yeah, you've set an expectation, but also to lower expectation that can build. So, you know, yeah, I'm just I'm just learning from you right now. Um, maybe that's a better way to approach this. It's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm so excited to get back to surfing, but this is this is a little landscape I've mapped out. Um, not to yeah, premeditate so- everything, but let's just say that the first five surfs, this is what I've set myself up to think and do.
0: Yeah, so uh, I think you can sort of segment the two. There's sort of the excitement to getting back in the water for just the sheer enjoyment of it, which, you know, you should be feeling the benefits of that right away. But, and and just, you know, specifically talking to you because, you know, I know that you're interested in technical surfing and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are, are interested in technical surfing. I mean, think about the sample size that you need to be statistically relevant like let's say you're working on you know a top turn right like and i just picked that out of the blue but you know if you are you know really thinking about how you're performing that top turn you 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 can't perform that on every single wave right like not every condition's going to be conducive for the same maneuver um not every you know session you might not have that opportunity so you know you may get one or two good chances per session and let's say we need a sample size of, you know, 25 or 30 before we start making a call on, on what you're doing wrong on this maneuver to weed out whether something is just, a you know, a one-off mistake or if it is more thematic, like the, the amount of time that it takes to, to build that body and knowledge is, you know, it's, it's not insignificant. So I do have that in your mind that if you are thinking about things specifically technique based, you know, you are allowed to grant yourself a couple sessions um, to, to, to make a call. You, know, you you don't want to, and it wouldn't be productive to, to narrow in on that very first serve.
1: Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense, but you see how the longer you talk about it and think about it, the more accurate you can be for both being gracious on yourself, but also with a more teachable possibility out of coming out of the, you know what i mean like a, a more a bigger chance to to glean from this time and from because i mean you could get back to surfing and within three months forget that this even happened for the biggest part clearly well we, we never will but you know like things can wash past unless we do reset you know using this as a time to reset and i'm thinking about um yeah i was just looking through all the boards in the quiver and i was like man like coming back like this is kind of a great time just to flog half the boards that it's not that I'm not interested in them. It's just that I'm just so much more focused and specifically concerned about working on these kinds of parts of surfing, which these boards then really aren't relevant for anymore right now in my surfing. But it's, it's almost like when you have too many options, you could get too too many ideas and really just Uh simplifying it. It's like, it's almost like if you could get back to surfing, but you could only ride one wave a day. It's like, well, that's not going to be a rule, but Imagine you made that a rule. What would you think about? What would you choose? What would you gravitate towards? And those are just interesting questions to ask oneself.
0: Yeah, and and it's funny how you mentioned kind of crumier and poor quality waves before, because um, I mean I've been thinking about that a ton with with how busy the lineups are going to be. Where I I pretty much just want to go surf in a place that allows me to catch a bunch of waves and to just have fun and. I'm thinking, you know, what what surfboard will allow me to do that? And yeah, specific design, which I'm I'm sure we'll talk about uh, at some point on the podcast. But uh, the the Ubuntu that you've been working on has has really jumped out to me as the board I'm I'm most excited to get back on because it's going to be fun to ride anything. <laughs> like I can surf, you can surf just the worst little one foot wave and have the best time.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean that was the impetus of why to design and how to design something that worked when everything else was failing, but yeah, it's it's uh I I'm so proud of that and the work that we've put in to get to where it is and sharing that with people, but the biggest thing is it's like you you have to be very clear in your mind of okay, this thing is only going to let me do what I I, I need to do the right thing for it to work. But Mm. There is a sporting chance that I'll feel the best energy part of the wave. It will let me ride a wave that's this size because it fits into this curl. So, you know, mm. it's made to succeed. And now it's up to the pilot to unlock those things. And the things that can be unlocked are never going to be bad habits. <laughs> so it, yep, it kind of self, exactly. self-corrects. It's almost like this exercise within a board as opposed to this exercise within a, a mind um, – Mapping of how to surf, why to surf, and when to surf, and how to surf again. But yeah, it's 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 interesting. I I feel like you know maybe maybe the last few years in my surfing, and it's for me it goes together with the boards that I'm making and shaping. You know, yesterday I, I made a fish, and it was, it was fun, but there wasn't um, there wasn't a progression in the nuances of the board, even though the bottom contour and rail were different than the one before because, you know, the young lady that I made it for was only 120 pounds and the boards that she was referencing coming off were pretty, pretty high performance boards. So the boards were great, but I spent way more time on the aesthetic. So that project was fun and it had a feel within it and it's coming out really beautifully. But when you work on things that are trying to answer the question or work on parts of your surfing that, you know are personal to you or things that you're battling on to raise your own bar man it's so exciting and it's it's this time where I'm I'm uh yeah so excited to learn and and I just don't want to race back there and keep making the same mistakes or bring new ones on so you know it's it's I don't want to overthink everything but it's been really interesting like just hearing your perspective and uh Danes and we're going to speak to others around the world too so that's exciting too but yeah, man. Just what a time to appreciate surfing. If nothing else, it's shown that, and that, and it's fairly obvious. But it's fun to say, you know, you just kind of just put it out in the ether, you know.
0: Yeah, and and I, you know, I think that was beautiful and really nailed it. You know, what a time to to appreciate. Um, you know, hopefully we bring a little appreciation to to all aspects of our life, and you know, appreciate the people that we care about and the you know the things that we care about doing and. I know for me, surfing is definitely part of that ecosystem, and uh, I, can't, I I surely will not be uh, taking it for granted in the near future.
1: One last thing comes to mind, and I'm I'm not maybe looking for an answer, but more perspective. So this time of year, we talk in Southern California, specific. We're coming in and out of whether there's going to be warm enough days for a chilly trunk session or just full three mile, maybe two three. What what are your thoughts on short sessions in trunks when it shouldn't be trunkable? Like pushing yourself through through the cold to highlight your sensitivity of being aware of a session. Any thoughts on that?
0: Oof, that's a tough question. I know that I personally am a total wimp when it comes to cold water, (laughs) and uh, uh, which is funny because I'm from the East Coast and it gets really really cold. But I almost always wear more wetsuit and w- wear warmer gear so that I can focus on the surfing and not the temperature. Um, but that's, that's individual for me. And I, I know that a lot of people feel the opposite and that they love to kind of cut down on wetsuits so they can really, you know, feel the sensation and, and, you know, immerse themselves in it. So I, I think that might be a bit specific to each person, but I know that if, if I've, I always feel if I'm not prepared uh, rubber-wise for the session, then I I spend too much time thinking about uh, comfort levels and not enough time thinking about uh, the activity that I came out there for.
1: (laughs) I'm the same way. But it's interesting that you don't actually want to overcomplicate anything. Like, keep it simple. But I do think having a couple thoughts in the back pocket or a couple things to remember getting back into now what we've mapped out as a first, say, five sessions to give yourself grace – is of value but then also you know maybe this is something we can explore and run experiments down the track because there is value to change something you know r- change the fins leave the wetsuit wear a hat like i've done ridiculous things i've seen people doing stuff that i'm sort of puzzled at when you look at but you're like hmm, maybe they're trying something to to show themselves something and it's usually a, a fairly mature or high level surfer that's just spending time not trying to reinvent it but for find find their own depth and it's so. a Maybe we can unpack those later on. Absolutely, Asha, I appreciate your time. Um, the last thing I wanted to have you comment on was: I know that you've been um, quarantining in isolation. Um, how's that been? I mean, are you, do you get lonely? Like, I, I mean, I know you live alone anyway. Oh, holy but smokes! <laughs> yeah, it's been
0: bizarre. <laughs> like, um, and you know, I I say this. Uh, knowing full well that everyone has their, you know, set of challenges, whether, you know, it's a small house and a, and a big family or, you know, spending more time with someone than they, uh, don't normally. But yeah, I, I live by myself here. Uh, and you know, my family's on, you know, the other side of the country and it's, yeah, it's been, uh, pretty intense, uh, <laughs> but, um, making it through it, uh, and in, in just like how we were talking about gaining insights about your your surfing, you know, I've, I've, you know, gained a lot of insights about what I like and what I don't like. And, um, yeah, I, I really try to frame it as a, as an opportunity to, to dive deep, but, uh, yeah, at surface level, it's, it's definitely been a, a, a challenge being quarantined.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, it's been fun catching with up with you on the phone every now and again. And, uh, Stoked! Stoked that you're healthy and safe, and um, I know you've been working hard and uh, the changes that you guys are doing at work too. So, yeah, man, you're a wizard there behind the computer, working remotely and making things happen. So, thanks for your role in um, surfing. Thanks for your positivity, and I look forward to sharing a session whenever we can, and hopefully, it's soon. Um, yeah, thoughts go to go out to everyone out there, and 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 once again, I do feel like this information is valuable both now and and forever you know like resetting your surfing coming to these benchmarks where you're making changes usually they're forced this one was forced upon us but um Mm. you know sometimes these things bring out the best fruits and i think approaching it with an opportunity to have come out of the stronger is from an injury that's kind of your mantra as you start i'm coming back stronger but Mm -hmm. I just haven't heard that in the conversation, like we're gonna be better as surfers coming out of this. And I feel like that's true if you want it to be.
0: Yeah, I one hundred percent. I think that we'll exit this you know, stronger and, and and happier and have a deeper appreciation and Yeah. I mean, there's examples all the time of people coming back from from long times off and i am I g I'm I'm sure that collectively we're we're gonna come out better than we went in.
1: You're the best, buddy. All right, have a good day, and we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah, see you in the water soon. All right, see you. Bye-bye.